gonna gonna yeah gonna gonna throw this old debate this frisbee at the disc golf course and see which one lands in the disc net and i'm gonna talk about me myself and my problems here for a little while the rule 34 questions were last week it's not a puzzle it's pushing blocks if a wave of dragons are coming to raise my town and burn my crops that's pretty awful to me directly but i want to hear about your other shitty character of course invest in a robotic flame of flame this is the debate this podcast welcome to debate this a show where no one is right but someone is definitely wrong In this podcast, we take time out of our busy adult lives to argue over the important things like comics, video games, and how frustratingly cool the Hammer Brothers are as a Mario enemy. But for real, they're so cool. My name is Todd Thomas, and I'll be your moderator for today's long overdue discussion about superpowers. Aside from varying degrees of tightness in their spandex outfits, it's the superpowers that separate godlike heroes and villains from us helpless mere mortals. Over the years, we've become desensitized to how absurd and destructive some of these abilities are. So I've called in some favors to assemble an expert panel to debate over what would be, in fact, the most horrifying power for a comic book hero or villain to wield. Unfortunately, all those experts were super busy, so instead I have Matt Sideburns Cole, Andrew Muttonchops Henderson, and Kyle Pencilfin Upper Lip Stash Harper. Guys, Give me just a little taste, a little something-something of what you brought to show and tell today. All right, before we get any further, I can't let Hammer Brothers slide. It's Hammer Bros, it's, right? Yeah, yeah it's I Hammer mean, Bros. Well, it's Hammer let's, Bros. Let's like Mario the Bros. We tried. You don't say the Mario um, Brothers. Well, I say Mario Brothers. Yeah. Everyone has Mario said Mario Bros. Brothers. Mario Brothers oh. is, is You took the wind out of Kyle's argument against yeah, me real quick. All right. You chopped this him is, out at the knees. It's Mario Bros. Like it's Super Smash Bros. <laughs> All right, no, Matt. Tell Super us Smash things. Bros. would have been a way no, better stop. argument. I Matt, go ahead. Wasn't even really oh. caught up on the Hammer Bros. thing. I was caught up on the interesting fact that none of our nicknames even remotely close to resemble our actual facial hair that we have. But the image of no, wait, stop, 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 stop. No, Kyle for years has has a has had a pencil thin upper lip yeah, stash, and I'm surprised you haven't noticed it. I'm, that's what we I'm called st- him in high, in college. I'm still not allowed to go to some playgrounds. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay um, so Matt, why don't you just go uh, ahead and kick yeah, it off? Yeah, speaking here. of things that are physically horrifying, um, one thing often let <laughs> off of a uh, comic book dialogue is the pure shock of the actual physical mutations of the heroes. And like you know, some heroes are lucky enough to look human. You know, even Storm and Kitty Pride and maybe even Cyclops with the right pair of Oakleys could just blend into the masses of normies and humans. But some heroes have disgusting external bone protrusions, like my girl Marrow, and that's the superpower that I'm going to talk about today. Literally so horrifying that she was confined to the sewers in a universe where monsters like Beast, Colossus, and Todd's favorite, Beta Ray Bill, all exist. Uh, Extra skeletal bone protrusions. (laughs) Debatably sexy, unendingly horrifying. You had to put the sexy line in there, didn't you? You couldn't leave well enough alone. I think you had a clerical error in that you didn't put debatably sexy before Beta Ray Bill, (laughs) but that's okay. I think you you just had your personal kind of notes out of line. That's all right. So we've got we've got bone protrusions. I like it. Andrew, what are you bringing? So to me, 
when I watch the Marvel movies, specifically X-Men, my opinion, the most powerful mutants are the ones that have mind control abilities. You got Professor X, Jean Grey, Emma Frost. On the villain side, you've got Kilgrave, and I can't think of any others right now, but they're really, really <laughs> scary. So I wanted to go in the mind control route, but specifically the idea of suggestion and literal overriding thought. The mind is the most powerful and least understood part of, the, of our human body. Our brains have absolute control over how we interpret data, how we sense the world, and, and how we you know, take in visual information. So what happens if you can't trust what your brain is telling you? That, to me, is, is an incredibly horrifying thought, that the thing that I'm seeing isn't actually there, or the thing that I think isn't actually true. So when I think about, to me, what is the most horrifying potential power, I think of the Scarecrow from the Batman series. Now, I'm going to take a little bit of a twist on this because I think the Scarecrow is a very silly gimmick, and that could be a lot cooler. Um, but the idea is the Scarecrow uses this fear toxin right, to uh, create fear, to incite fear in his foes. So he doesn't actually have any powers. He just uses the, he uses the literal essence of fear to, uh, to get people to panic and essentially do what he wants. I like the scarecrow from the batman cartoons because he's really yeah. a scarecrow yeah and he's like a, doesn't he have like a this is been a statement <laughs> made about something the, doesn't he have like a weird british accent too he's like hello everybody i'm a scarecrow <laughs> he like, does i think, I think the yeah. scarecrow falls in the same category as the vulture like it was just gimmicky yeah. enough that you're like yeah it's, yeah. it's fine but or like Hobgoblin from the Scarecrow and Batman Begins is so cool. Everything yeah, in Batman cool. Begins. And then they brought him so back, and and, and he's silly and Murphy. Well, then they brought awesome. him back in the third one, or the yeah, the third one, and you were like, mm, you didn't need to be here. <laughs> yeah. All right. I love Kyle. I love the Scarecrow. I love the iterations of him in the movie, and I love the back the uh, Arkham game iterations of Scarecrow as well. I like it. I didn't play that, but that was a game that I heard was good. <laughs> Kyle, bring us hot, bring us home on this intro. by Todd. <laughs> um, so, so let me set a scene for you guys. Paint a word picture. It's late. You're walking home. You're taking that shortcut through the alley. You know, it's dark. You you feel someone following you. Something feels off. You look up and you see a man floating in front of you. You turn to run, but you feel something grab at you. You break free, um, your hurried walk turns into a run, when all of a sudden, things just seem to be trying to block your path. Street signs, cars, fences, and even the pavement you're running on seems to be betraying you. But you, you get away from these, and you think you've escaped, and your, your backpack or your pocket just explodes with wires, and they wrap around you, lifting you up, just start to... Start to squeeze you tight till you can't breathe, and you look up with at your last image, and you see Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> <laughs> dangerous cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Um, <laughs> but you see Magneto, or just someone with the power of um, controlling magnetic objects. Uh, we live in a world made of metal; it's everywhere. You can't get away from it. And we're moving more and more towards it. Um, and someone with Magneto's powers would be godlike. Unable to be stopped. Able to shape and warp the world around you. Going so far as to, like, block your calls. 
mess like send intercept your messages send you fake messages and even use the iron in your blood to control you um it just imagine a a god living among us you couldn't detect because he looks just like everyone else be terrifying i really like what you all have done today because we've got one thing that is just physically horrifying because it's manifesting bone Pr- monstrosities. Protrusions. Protrusions yeah, is I, a word we're going to say a lot know, today. It, it took me a long time to figure out like a name for this power, and I landed on protrusions. Um, okay. So there we are. So, so bone, we've got bone protrusions. We've got like mental suggestion. So I'm like, going to say inception. Okay. So Not the complete trademark. opposite of like physically <laughs> horrifying. And then we've got this, like, you're not safe because it's all around you kind of horrifying. So I'm really interested to see you guys break this down. So my first question for you, every hero or villain has their origin. Every Peter Parker is bit by a spider. I don't know what happened to Miles Morales. I'm also assuming it was a radioactive spider. Um, If only we had the answers at the Internet. Uh, you know, the the Hulk was exposed to gamma radiation. Daredevil was blinded by um by acid and that turned him powerful the Every, same acid that made the teenage mutant ninja turtles is that canon what? that is canon it's that is teenage up. mutant ninja turtle canon are you serious oh, Jesus. <laughs> dead serious well so so the point being that what is Every every hero or villain has their radioactive spider, the nuclear waste explosion, their parents being shot in front of you. Um what was the thing that happened to you that gave you your powers? How did you get these these abominations. Well, Todd, see, I'm beautiful in my way. Because <laughs> God makes no mistakes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. Um, and that's what makes this also uncomfortable. This grossness is unavoided, right? This is a mutation. Um, which, if, if I learned one thing from my research for this episode, it's that the 155 X-Men that you have never heard of should just never be discussed again because they are all <laughs> horrifying and horrendous. Um, but I think Marrow kind of takes the cake because she was literally born as a bony por- porcupine ball. I don't protrusion. Really know. Are we just yeah. gonna cram protrusion in everywhere? Yeah, I'm like, oh, happy day! My child is being born. I wonder if it'll be a girl or a. Oh my god, what is that? That's probably how <laughs> that happened. Also. <laughs> Probably hurts too, you know, to give birth Ugh. to. Shit's like bone oh sonic. <laughs> it's a bone sonic. Good. Yeah. So I think I, I was born this way, man. That's that's that. Um, like, did you? To, did you? No, you go first, then I'll go. Okay. One question comes to mind: sure. Bone Sonic v Metal Sonic. Uh, Probably the metal one is my guess. Don't don't t- take ideas from future episodes. <laughs> That's a gold mine. Next week on Debate This. <laughs> Bone Sonic versus Metal Sonic. Um, the second thing, who was the character in X-Men 3, The Last Stand, who turned into a porcupine? He was like, was that? Oh, Urchin, Urchin? I think. Uh, I, think it's, yeah, so, I think it's Urchin. So how is Urchin he, sounds is right. Is he like this one? Morrow? Marrow? No, I mean, like, Urchin's a lot like... Um, um, Urchin and Spike are a lot more. They're like oh, in Spike control maybe. of it. What's the horror character? Why can't I think of his name? Pinhead. 
They're they're like Pinhead. It's very very limited, oh, okay. very CQB. Um, that's close quarter yeah. combat, close quarter battle are, for those of you who yes. don't <laughs> FPS. Sure. He he hugs people to death, right? That's exactly. Right. Yeah, I mean it's like a, it's like, it's like a frag grenade, a frag grenade versus like a, a cactus, and and marrow is the frag grenade, <laughs> where urchin oh. is the cactus. All right, so you were born with these frag grenade powers, um, Andrew. What about you? How did you manifest your uh, your dark seediness here? So I think I was probably born with this, at least in some fashion. Um, so kind of like think about like if Harry Potter took a real dark, like there some court, sort of like trauma would trigger it. But it, in Harry Potter world, it's just like an adult yelling at him. But so this would be like in the gritty reboot of my character, it'd be some sort of like attack on a loved one or something where um, my character would feel like an immense amount of fear and that fear would project onto the attacker. And then all of a sudden they'd be like, oh, you know, and back off. And uh, that's kind of how I would start. And then I think I could, I would probably use that for evil, obviously, because there's not a lot of good superheroes that use mind control for good, uh, save for Professor X. Um, So I would probably train that to like, then turn it into projecting other emotions, like uh, making people, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, feeling really happy and, and making you feel happy for like a second or, you know, um, feeling, pretending to feel really sad and start crying and then see what that works. And then maybe level it up to some, some narratives like, Oh, well, I think if I think I have a spider on my back, then I'll project that on you and you'll start freaking out because you have, you think you have this giant spider crawling up your back. Stuff like that. So, so we've got, we've got born with it, born with it and induced by trauma. Kyle, what about Wait, you? Wait, hold on a second, Kyle. I just want to say, so you get Andrew, you get back yeah. into a corner and squirt fear juice. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you said you projected fear onto the people in the room. Like, so you just, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that we were at the the squirt fear. Well, juice. he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't project it. He secretes it. Oh, so it's just. Is it again the death by hug thing? I think I've got a rub on. I think here. you could probably take it in a couple directions. I hadn't, I hadn't figured out what the physical manifestation of it is. I don't hate secreting fear juice. I'm not opposed to Put it. Put that in the intro. That's the new one. I don't hate secreting fear juice. Um, I think, yeah. So comparing this to um, Scarecrow. That's that would be my like my version or my brand of fear toxin. <laughs> it's more of a fear spore or a fear sweat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, in it, but in my mind, it was more of just like a mental projection. So like more or less like a telepathy, mm. but still like fairly close range. Gotcha. At least at first. So so Kyle, oh, for you to bend street signs, where did that come from? So like Matt and Andrew, this is a a latent born with ability uh but it it laid dormant until around my teenage years like many mutant powers do um so around 13 you know started noticing like phones would start just bricking just being completely useless and and like my my video games would just just all the all the data would be that gone. That would be a horrible teenage experience. That's the wouldn't worst. It, wouldn't it be terrible? That's, that's yeah. literally what happened to Samsung in like what 2016, where phones were exploding. So I mean, here we go. We're close. Yeah. Um, but 
but they really came like full force when when I was you know being picked on on the playground and I wrapped my bully up in the chain link fence that he was pushing me into um uh you know went inside threw threw desks and chairs around um seemingly without any any I wasn't touching them I wasn't you know seemingly with my mind and you know I I ruin electronics so you can't call 911 I can seal the doors shut it's uh it was pretty great for a young villain pretty great young villain origin story <laughs> for 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 an adolescent villain such as myself otherwise known as the summer of Kyle <laughs> yes well so you you've all so you've all got your powers like big whoop all right that's super cool um and you've kind of started to allude to how they work um, and you've kind of started to answer my second question, so we're going to jump into it. So I want you to detail to me how your powers work at a very micro scale, like local level. Um, you know, you are sowing discord and fear to the local town and village around you. Um, you know, how are you can how are you fighting back against the local militia, the police? How are you how are you holding this small village hostage? Very micro level. What is the very first levels of things that you did to like get your name out there as a villain? When you were when you were trying to be the sticky bandits, what were you, what were you doing? Okay, so so at the very base, most micro of levels, my when you broke bad, my existence horrifies the locals. I mean, look at me on all my bone protrusions. I'm gross. I'm I'm very very unnerving to look at. I really am. And if you're like, oh, I don't know, it might be kind of cool. You just Google image search Marrow. Uh, I would add the word Marvel at the end of it. You're going to get some confusing results if you don't. Um, and tell me that it's not kind of horrifying looking. So at, at a very base level, I exist Ooh. to scare people. All right, so let's go. And confirm horrifying. Exactly, right? So let's go some quick hits here. Um, I have bone protrusions. I control how and in what shape they grow. That is part of the power. I want... Spikes on my shoulders, I get those. I want spikes on my eyes, I get those. But the thing of it is, is that the the like main core spikies and you know the like the shoulder pads, the elbow horns, the typical things, what you call typical in this world, don't go away. They're they're out all the time. I don't have the special Wolverine power of pulling that shit back in. Um, so there there's that. Body armor, yeah, I can do that. Bone knuckles, check. Hedgehog spikes, check. Knives and swords, hell yeah, fucking right. That brings me to my second point. I can pull the bones out of my body and use them to fight and stab some shit. Uh, that is... Are you... What? Are you always nude? Me? No, I'm not always nude. <laughs> what kind of are pants you are you always nude? I just have strong... <laughs> that was a very personal question. <laughs> <laughs> I have Thank you for strongly woven clothing. <laughs> I would, uh, I also sensed a, a hint of optimism in Andrew's question. <laughs> Are you nude? <laughs> All right. Anyway, perfect. So, um, I I can pull them out and and use them to stab some shit. Uh, that's real. That's canon. End of end of story. Also, this is Marvel. So you know all that shit regenerates because that's Marvel's thing. Everybody loses something. Don't worry. It grows back. No problem, it grows back. Human Torch dies, he grows back. It's fine. Cut your arm off, we'll grow it back. It's okay. Um, so that's part of the part, part of the part, this is part of the thing with this power, is that when I pull that bone out, the skin just kind of 
closes the hole until I pull another bone out of there. Which, again, very gross, very horrifying. Um, and speaking of regeneration, bone protrusions take a lot of extra biology to grow. I have two hearts. I, I just do. <laughs> it's canon. And if you don't believe me, you can check Uncanny X-Men first series, number 325, released in October of 1995, uh, where Mero, the character that this power is based off of, has one of her two hearts ripped out by Storm to stop the nuclear bomb that's attached to it to save the city. Um, and then they leave her to die in the subway, and she comes back two issues later because she has a second heart, and it regenerates the first heart. So I have two hearts. And, it, and because it's comics, and no one ever dies. Exactly. Um, but, you know, obviously I've lived a life with all these powers, so I'm good at them. I, I've got speed, I've got strength, I've got agility, I've got all that nonsense. Because I have lived for at least 25 years with bone protrusions sticking out of my body, which does not lead to an exciting social life, but leads to lots of basement karate and watching of many YouTube videos about how to do it. I don't know. I bet you would have done pretty well in like a punk scene or like, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. like the pre emo scene, you know, yeah. would have probably except loved except you would have like gone to a concert and then they want people would want to mosh with you and you would have murdered like 10 mm. people. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Like that, Never mind. Great in a punk Rescinded. scene imagery could probably be a model could definitely not associate with other people in a close situation. You're, like you're murdering I've, people in a club while Kyle is scrambling unscrambled porn. <laughs> I've, I've only got, I think, one question out of your answer, Matt. Um, when you said it takes a lot of extra biology, is that how we use that word? Is that, do we isn't biology just the study of life is that how we fit well, if you talk about like somebody's biology i mean that's a word that i've heard used in something else before i don't know i was a communications major i don't know shit about science Todd. you're just turning nouns into verbs yeah that's how well, things work in 2018 you have google yeah. you have all of you have netflix as a verb you have Fair. biology as a noun that describes more than the study of science. You you need an answer. Just go ask Jeeves it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can I talk now? Please. No. <laughs> okay, great. Um, all right. So nobody likes having their mind controlled. Like, I think we can all like safely say that as a baseline. Like nobody really is down with that. So naturally safe to say, um, I'm not going to have a lot of friends. As soon as people, as we saw by that from that classic Twilight Zone episode, everyone's going to be afraid of me right off the bat. It doesn't matter if I use my powers for absolute good. People are going to fear me. So obviously that will affect me in a negative way. I won't be able to get that sweet college internship at the ripe old age of 21. Um, I won't have any prospects. Um, so how am I going to make a living? How am I going to get money? There is no system secure enough on this earth that it doesn't have some kind of manual override. I don't have to even give the people in charge direct commands. All I really have to do is just put them into a panic enough that they'll choose to do whatever I want them to do. That bank vault with all with tons and tons and tons of cash being guard, uh, being guarded by three security guards. All I need to do is make them think they're in a trapped in a burning building. Boom, done. Money. That high-ranking politician with all of the direct connections, I just make him think he's being held at gunpoint, and then I save him like a hero. Influence. Done. 
that mob of temporarily lucid civilians trying to run me out of town. Well, now they're being attacked by the flying monkeys from the Wizard of Oz. Done. That's it. That's all I had. Yeah, but now you're the guy. But now you're the guy who they think summons flying monkeys. That can't be good further down the road. Yeah, I don't know. Like, how horrifying can mind control be when, like, you don't? I mean, are you going around telling people like, "Oh, oh that was me fucking with your brain"? <laughs> or, do, <laughs> or do people just kind of think that shit happens, and then you just like slink off? Like, I think I, I think mean, I'm not first. Argu- well, yeah, I think that's pro- probably part of my evolution at first. Like, if I'm a little kid, I'm standing outside a candy store and, like, want re- candy really bad and another kid just, like, kills himself by accident, then, like, yeah, I'm probably not good of, at hiding myself. But I probably have learned to hide my or have learned to mask my identity a little better, a la Kilgrave and Jessica Jones. So, in the flying monkey situation, I don't know. It's a tw- it's a coin toss. Maybe maybe I want them to think. Maybe I want them to fear me and think that I am in charge of of said flying monkeys. So not to poke holes in your argument, but that's what we're here to yeah. do. Um, <laughs> so like this high ranking politician, what happens then tomorrow when he checks the news and doesn't see a single headline about him being held at gunpoint? Uh, because you only made one person think he was held at gunpoint. <laughs> I would what like happens to when stop those guards you, yeah, run- answering this question before you say. Well, I actually did hold a high-ranking politician at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're on a watch list. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't really think that far, but I think really at the, what we're saying about this character is he's really just like a, a act-first-think-later kind of guy, a, uh, a shoot-first-ask-questions-later kind of fellow. Um, I would imagine that he doesn't stay in one place for very long. Oh, he's a he's a drifter, a con man, a if a, you will. A bit of a drifter, a bit of a a bit of a one time a one time player, if you will. See, because I've got a little broader scope for my powers. Um, you know, I can. If we're, we're starting small. Say I'm taking on some some small time heists or whatever. Um, I control I control electricity, so I can kill the lights, go in, unlock any door because they're all metal. Um, you know, open the vault. If it's super complicated lock, just rip that vault door right off, lift all the money up, and walk out. And if anyone tries to stop me, good luck, because your guns mean nothing to me. I'm, I am a metal god. What about <laughs> if they just walk through the, medical, the metal detector and they don't have any metal on them? They don't have... I mean, I can throw other things at them. It's not like... They don't exist in a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about like petty level theft here. He could yeah. rip like the the Snickers bar metal container to the right into like severe yeah, I can barbs just, like, that can kill like, anything. Whip them with whip them with that that like that pole that has the the velvet ropes that you have to walk through to get in the bank line. Like <laughs> like I said earlier, there's metal everywhere. I'm not worried about having stuff to throw at you. Um, so as I move on from that and do bigger heists, um, I can get into like, I can get into electronic crime and like fraud and like route money to me because I can I can get in there and just make the little connections in my computer, do whatever I want, make the connections in your in your um, you know electronic banking, wire me all your money, Mister um, Warren Buffett. 
That's a good <laughs> take, millionaire. Take that, Warren billionaire. I don't think um, you know how hacking works. Sim- simply put, I am a magnetic god among you insects. So I can, again, just do whatever I want, as big or small, because everything we do is metal or electricity or something I can control. And you have to you have to go pretty far off the grid to to be somewhere with no metal. Well, so you three have painted a, a pretty good starting line, so you being petty criminals. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about with your horrifying powers. And so the I want to talk about the macro scale. Like how what is the world ending threat that your powers bring? So the best example that I can give. And one of my personal favorites is, you know, in The Last Airbender, skilled waterbenders learn that they can dial it up to 10 and they become bloodbenders, which is fucking horrifying. Uh, And they can rip blood and then mangle blood out of people's bodies. So what happens when you take your powers to threat level midnight? What is the... Yeah, that's a sick office (laughs) reference. You're welcome. What is the... What is the omega form of you using your powers? And, and you know, in the United Nations roundtable, when your face pops up on the screen, what are the threats that you're laying out before the, the world's, you know, uh, the world's, I guess, leaders? And you're saying, no, you're going to bend to my will. What are you doing? OK, so I would like to take us all on a visual journey here in this audio podcast. Um, and <laughs> I'm going to take that visual journey right to Google Images. So. Uh, if you are not familiar with Digimon, please take this minute to search for Skull Greymon and get a quick picture. Pull please, your car please over. Please pause and the go podcast. Ahead and do that. Please pause the podcast. Go watch at least the first arc of Digimon, um, and then watch the rest of it because you're hooked. Shit. And it's incredible. Yeah, exactly. And now that and now that you've done that and you're back, Matt, please continue. Yeah. So after that, go to Google Images again. And search for Marvel Marrow and look at the third picture that comes up. And it is one of the most famous uh, cells from any Marrow comic book appearance. That is Marrow exploding with bones with this crazy, scary, demonic face. Uh, yeah, oh, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Everybody getting that now? <laughs> um, she's sort of got the Doc Octopus thing. It was it was the sixth picture too. Yeah, me. that was, was also six. my sixth. Oh, did you search Marvel Marrow or Marrow Marvel? Um, Marvel Mayor. Oh, that's my bad. I, I said it backwards. If it's the third, if you do Marrow Marvel, if you do Marvel Marrow, yeah, it is the sixth. Okay, that's my bad. My bad. We'll we'll publish an errata yeah. later. Um. So anyway, like that is sort of her ultimate fit of rage in comic book canon. Shit. That was right after she got her powers back to her. And uh, she found out that the process it took to get her powers restored also killed the baby she was pregnant with. Because I, I don't know why anybody thought that that wouldn't happen, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so she explodes in a fit of bona fide rage and kills everybody in the room in seconds. Uh, a, a mutation like this is going to give you a, a terrible sense of self control and absolute rage and it's gonna make it really hard to control your emotions because you've been a horrifying ugly bone sonic for however long you've been alive um so the angrier you get the bonier you get let's talk about 
the density of bone. And let's all remember that for like the first hundred years of Wolverine's life, he had no adamantium and still fought in four different wars and did very, very well for himself. Uh, Also canonical that many other characters like Sabretooth have used mutant bone density to absolutely rise to the upper ranks of the superhero echelon. So if you're talking about a character made almost entirely of bone who can very easily change her form, can warp armor around herself easily, you're going to have basically an indestructible cannonball made of bone that is very scary and really pissed, but is also very sharp and can take out pretty much anything. End. This picture (laughs) is so fucking cool yeah um, <laughs> it's really awesome I'm, i've i've gone into a deep dive on marrow google images yeah yeah she is great yeah i really wasn't listening to what matt said because this really superseded everything so that's cool. okay it's i mean the the uh, to be fair i was listening to what matt said and these pictures really sum it up like i think the the one thing that i picked up on from some of those pictures is she also used it as armor also i got the answer um, of what his clothing can and cannot do. No, it'll tear. It will tear. It will yeah, definitely it'll tear. tear. But so the biggest thing about Marrow too is that she's like super indestructible. She's jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge twice and faced next to no damage. I mean, she is super like super regenerative, uh, super super bulky as far as density goes, just because of the bone mass. And she behaves and moves a lot like a Wendigo from Until Dawn. If you've played that Ooh. game. Um, yeah, she is. She's honestly very creepy, very creepy. Um, yeah, that seems. I'd say creepy is pretty fair. I'm. I'm trying to realize and figure out how she's holding the world hostage, and all I can think of is her growing really big bone spikes and rolling around like the Katamari uh, Dynasty <laughs> game and just like spiking things. Um, I mean, so, definitely possible. But like the the long and short of this is, you have something that's really scary and really hard to kill. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Uh, listeners, please do get on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and tell us how improperly Todd pronounced the name of that game it's, because it's I'm really pretty improper. sure it, it also, was a lot of, um, I just I guessed on every consonant. I guess I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but there's a lot of over sexualization of this bone monster. Yes. Yes, there well, is. Is this because you search well, for the words you, bone monster? Yeah, you you have to you have to take <laughs> off you have to take Damn, off rule thirty four when you search mistake. for it. <laughs> I need to stop doing Google searches for bone monsters. So, so the the United Nations just got an interrupting Skype call to uh to Marrow Skype call. It is you, Andrew. You're cutting in. Um, how are you holding them hostage? To the to my uh my compadres here for earlier credit, I have only been focused on the here and now. So, in my mind, the way to really level this up and and add the level of horror is digging deeper into the brain. Uh, right now, I've only been focused on the immediate, you know, inciting immediate fear, inciting immediate emotions. But what I want to do to really, to really fuck people up is dig deeper into my victim's subconscious. Not only will you run screaming from whatever the current threat is soon enough, you'll start to forget other things. I'll take your memories. I'll take your hopes, your dreams, your entire sense of self. And that's when it really, truly gets horrifying. You won't even know that you are you. This, this power at its worst could break someone to a near catatonic state. So I don't care how many bone monsters 
you've got against me. Uh, I can make Bone Monster 1 stab Bone Monster 2 in the chest just from a quick suggestion. I can make Bone Monster 3 hop off the, save the Golden Gate Bridge for a third time. And I can, I can make Bone Monster 4 forget that they're a Bone Monster and think they're a Hug Monster. And um, kill question, everyone they've ever known. Why question, so what, about, bone what about Bone Monsters 5 and 6? <laughs> well, we, didn't, we didn't account for those. Once he gets once he gets to eight, it's it's too many bone monsters, and he gets overwhelmed. He actually starts back over. <laughs> well, good. So you're gonna make you're, <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. I'm 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 still hung up on hug monster is what I'm what I'm yeah. stuck at. So yeah, so yeah. I'll, I'll make uh, I'll make Matt's uh, Matt's over sexualized bone monster think she's a hug monster, and anytime she tries to touch a loved one, they die. Oh God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um. Not so funny well, anymore, huh? No, it, well, I don't think it was ever really funny, to be honest, but okay. Um, um, the, what, what really inspired this was, did you guys see uh, the Black Mirror, the, most, the last season of Black Mirror? Like the, not the most recent, but the season before when Netflix bought it? I have not, no. I did not. The, no, what, what episode okay. are you referencing? Well, there's an episode that uh, a guy plays, a, plays like a horror video game. Oh, yeah. I did watch yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 right? And uh, it's all about dementia and like he's like his deepest fear is yeah. turning into his his mother who's like just wrestling with dementia. And he plays this like super realistic VR game, but it's supposed to like dive into like, his deepest, darkest fear. And his fear is like losing his sense of self. So like he's like, I'm not afraid of anything. And they do like the standard like he's trapped in a haunted house and there's like a big monster or whatever. But then at the end of it, he's just like. Um, it, it F's with his brain so much that he's just like, I don't know what's real and not. And he's just like in the corner, like hugging his knees saying like, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Like every time I think about that, it's been years since I've seen that. Every time I think about it, I still like get really uncomfortable. So that was my inspiration with this. (laughs) That deep, deep unsettling feeling that it leaves you with. Yeah. Well, so Kyle, bring us home then. So when when you are now holding you're you're maintaining you know conference with the world's leaders and they they have their their headphones and their interpreters and their and the leader of the United Nations whoever that is is saying no you can't hold us hostage how are you doing it so you want to talk about threat level midnight you I want do. to talk about turning powers up to eleven uh, Magneto has has been there um, he. He is one of the few alpha level mutants, um, which means that he, when you break his powers down all the way and get like get full control of the powers, he can control fundamental building blocks of the universe. You know the 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 powers of magnetism and things on the electromagnetic spectrum are things Wolverine, not Wolverine, Magneto has controlled. Um, and we've, we've gotten to see him do this a few times in the comics and in the movies even, um, he's, he's been able to control light and cast illusions because light falls on the electromagnetic spectrum. Um, in the cinematic masterpiece, X2 X-Men United, (laughs) um, we got to see Magneto ripping the iron out of a guard's blood. So he had enough metal to escape a very expensive, very specially crafted metalless prison. Um, and in the comics, um, Uncanny X-Men number 534.1, um, Magneto s- 
kept the city of San Francisco erect through a massive earthquake. Just used his powers to keep keep all the buildings up, keep everyone alive. Um, I'm not entirely sure why he was a hero in that story, but he was <laughs> because he's been around forever and they ran out of villainy things to do with him. But um, Magneto, the powers of magnetism are nearly limitless in their abilities because they are so fundamental to physics. Um, so I would do all that. Um, you know, le- level a whole city just to show that I can do it and make, and make you bow to my whim. Um, in the Ultimate Comics, the Ultimate X-Men series of comics, he um, destroyed New York City with a massive tidal wave. Um, it's really anything anything you can think of unless a unless you get that mind control helmet off of him and and stop him that way uh magneto's gonna do it and there's not a damn thing you can do about it so we are at everyone's favorite point in time in this show and that is when we do the super super secret bonus question and so so now that we've talked about you as the villains, what, what your powers are, how you hold the city hostage, what it is that you do to threaten the world, I need to hear about the other side. So you are obviously the villain, but I want you to tell me who is the hero of your story. For every Red Skull, there's a Captain America. For every Joker, there's a Batman. Um, for every odd number of speed related enemies there's always the flash like there's just been i I didn't didn't think of a third one did you todd (laughs) you thought you'd you'd be able to wing it i've not i've not watched a lot of the cw's flash but i just know every season it's like a new speed related bad guy huh all right um but no so you you are the villain but who is the hero who foils your plan who who does that local town erect the statue of? And, and I want to know, how do they keep beating you? What is it that they keep doing to foil your plans every time that, that you have to keep coming back? I would like to point out here that while Kyle and Andrew both picked villains, Marrow is actually a hero. She's not a bad guy. In this situation, I'll give it to you. We've been talking about holding the town it's hostage. Fair. So I... I I see the parameters of your question, but I just want to put that out there. I'm a scary good guy, not a scary bad guy. <laughs> that uh, that Google image search you led us to would definitely say otherwise, but we're just yeah. going to keep going. It was definitely it was definitely a gray area. I mean, all the people that she killed in that were from Weapon X, and Weapon X is really bad anyway. That's who turned Deadpool into mm. Deadpool and mm. turned Deadpool into Stitched Mouth. Lots of powers, Deadpool. That was Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A different evil entity. (laughs) (laughs) And somehow scarier. Um, So honestly, what we've seen to be the best foil to uh, Marrow as a character in the comic books has been either a love interest or those who can change her appearance. Um, She does have a pretty long-standing stint with Spider-Man in a universe where Mary Jane is believed to be dead. Um, because, you know, it's one of those... Spider-Man dates everybody. Because either Mary Jane's alive, Gwen Stacy is alive, 
or they're both dead and he's dating whoever else is next to him. <laughs> dating everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, Spider-Man could be a good option. Um, there have been a number of characters who have worked with Mero to teach her more control of her powers and give her the ability to improve her appearance. There's like a whole arc of sexy Mero where all the bones go away for a little while. That's where the, the questionably sexy part comes from in this. There is like a, a chunk of Marvel comics where like, Oh, Mero's hot. Now everybody wants to talk to her. Um, but I think the that bones go away. Uh, never, never change. comics. <laughs> I think that the real answer is probably Wolverine. If we're being completely honest. And I think it's Wolverine for a couple of reasons here. Um, one, Yes, we know adamantium is stronger than bone. Um, Wolverine has one of the fastest regenerative times in comic book history. Um, so chances are there's not going to be a whole lot of damage that can be done to Wolverine as long as he's like, I don't know, X1 Wolverine and not Logan Wolverine and on his last breath. Um, there's also the whole canon in Marvel that Wolverine has been mentoring uh marrow for years and years to try and teach her to control her power and to control her rage but at the end of the day they're just two really similar characters uh it's it's the tormented outcast versus the tormented outcast and so if you're gonna make me pick another hero to take out my hero i think it's probably gonna be wolverine that's fair i like it so what about what about you andrew who is the hero of the story because your character <laughs> is absolutely not <laughs> not the hero so when i think about the times that Batman has beaten Scarecrow, it's always that it's always like a physical thing where they they circumvent they they dodge the gas somehow. He's wearing a mask, he gets behind him or whatever it is. It's very I mean, Scarecrow, Scarecrow's not a, not a super a fleshed factory. out character. Um, so what I was trying to improve on was the idea. Okay, it doesn't have to be necessarily a physical toxin. It could be a, a mental projection. So aside from the idea of just like getting behind him and choking him, um, I think. I think back to the episode of Futurama where all the brains take control of of Earth, and <laughs> and, and uh, Fry is the only one who can stop the brains because he's stu- he's his brain is too small and he's too stupid to understand their influence. <laughs> so I think the the mortal enemy of my of my ter- terrifying villain would be someone who just cannot comprehend what I am trying to project onto their brains. It's um, it's a, uh, it's Pete. What's his face from the SNL, the uh, sketch where he's like, all right, all right, sweet, yeah, sweet, exactly, cool, yep, yep, yep. That or like an android or something, but that's super boring. <laughs> I appreciate you, that. You are in well. the you are in the side of the comic universe where cyborg exists. Hmm. It now does is cyborg does cyborg have a human brain or a, is he a programming? Because I thought he was, I thought he was a human with, it's with half augmentation. And half. I gotta is, tell you, I have not watched a single DC movie in a long time, and no, I know okay. he was in the most recent one. And I, didn't I mean, watch I watched, it. I watched Teen Titans like 15 years ago. Yeah, the last <laughs> but, Mar- or the last DC movie I saw was Suicide Squad, and that was nope, <sighs> not again. Yeah, nope. nope. <laughs> I I Pull feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna just <laughs> jump right out here and say I think he has a human brain. Yeah. Yeah, it would have to be like a it would have to be like a T one thousand situation where it's just like all programming, no mind. Is the Terminator Marvel or DC? I can't. I <laughs> it depends remember. on the day. Dark Horse. <laughs> Dark Horse. 
It's if it's not either, it's a dark horse. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what do you got? So, I mean, this is this is pretty easy. There's only been one guy who's reliably been able to beat Wolverine and magnetic powers, um, and that's Professor X. Um, you know, you can. Wolverine can stop, or not Wolverine. Did I say Wolverine earlier? <laughs> oh, really, really <laughs> love. What, what you were thinking is you're like, wow, who couldn't beat Magneto? It's Wolverine. Um, <laughs> Please don't say Mag- Wolverine. Don't say Wolverine. <laughs> Magneto, Magneto can, you know, he can create shields. He can um, keep out, he, he's created magnetic barriers to keep out gases and toxins and all that comic bullshit laser shield that they ex- use to explain it away um but the only way that you've reliably been able to beat him is get his mind control guard helmet off and zap him with a mind blast that's it it's something not physical is the only way to stop these powers because anything physical in the physical world is gonna it, he's gonna give you a bad time <laughs> if there's one thing that Magneto is known for, it's giving you a bad time. Didn't they Just causing put him a in bad like, time. Didn't they wait? Didn't they put him in like that plastic penitentiary in the in the the old movies? Yeah, yeah. and he's broken out of those like nine times. You no, I did you not hear one time. time. Did you not hear semantics? He's broken out of it twice in two different movies. Mm-hmm. Did you not hear my earlier point? about taking the blood out of a guard to break out of the specially crafted prison. Oh, so yeah. even your perfect prison is imperfect. Yeah. So. Well, all right. So you've, you've given me some answers. I don't know if they've all been good answers, but they've been answers. And oh, so. Absolutely not. But I'm, what I need to do now is I need to put those answers in my patented debate this Plinko board and let them plop on down and see whose answers get the, uh, the most Plinko chips. And so <laughs> Todd, you're really you're really uh picking references that, that you 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 can't flush out. Gonna gonna yeah, gonna gonna throw this old debate this frisbee at the disc golf course and see which one lands in the disc net. So while I'm doing that <laughs> Do do another one. Do badminton. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna badminton metaphor. No 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 wait, wait. I'm gonna take this old uh debate this high lie. Nope. Thrower, right, and I'm done. gonna throw. The let's say, right. let's say nice things now. Um, all right, Wait, so it's my no, turn. No, I, it's no, closing no. statements. God <laughs> damn it! Why does no one not, remember them? I will not make a choice until I hear some really good closing statements, and Thank I hope you. they're really good. Thank you, good lord. If I had to bring up ready. closing statements for another week, <laughs> Jesus. All right, so listen here, Todd. Um, I want to bring you back to. The question we asked at the beginning of this que- the, the the question we asked at the beginning of this podcast, and that was which superpower is the most horrifying. Now, I want to read to you the definition of horror because oh, I Jesus. think that that is Webster's important. Dictionary defines horror as an intense <laughs> feeling of fear, <laughs> shock, or disgust. Um, fear, shock, or disgust. Now. If you see a slightly attractive, but also kind of (laughs) alt-looking girl approach you, and then all of a sudden she explodes into a bony spider monster, would you feel fear, shock, and disgust? I think that you would. And I would like to read you 
the second definition of horror, which is a bad or mischievous person, and that is what Marrow is. I, and she is she's very mischievous. She is very like to herself and her own goals and her own missions because she has lived her whole life hidden in the sewers away from the eyes of the world because if Marrow has these powers or if I have these powers or if whatever world you're living in, if you are around someone with bone protrusions of all shapes and sizes that can never be fully removed from the body, you're terrified and you're terrifying. And it's That is the end of the debate in my mind. But let's talk about these other two real quickly. Um, Scarecrow, biggest weakness, attack from behind. Choking. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Magneto, I get it, man. He's strong against a lot of things. But you know what there isn't any metal in? Bones. There's no metal mm. in bones, Kyle. We're gonna we're gonna get need a we're gonna need a science person to weigh in on that one. I check he has extra biology. Weigh in no, on that one. Because eighty percent of the iron in the blood is in the red blood cells and in the muscle cells. And while it is canon that Marrow has two hearts, it is not canon that she has any extra blood. Her blood and, just moves faster. And I, I always, where, to be honest, where, I always hold thought on, that hold that on. was... No, 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 no. I, I'm agreeing with that. I, I always thought that was a pretty loose definition of pulling the metal from your blood. Because why are they defining... How are they defining metal? Is it, like, synthetic? Because to me, it's always been defined as, like, synthetic created metal, like, created at a foundry, not, like the periodic table of elements. Like, I'm going to pull all the carbon out of your body. Like, that's something else entirely. And in okay, X2... so first wait, no, of all... In X2, no, I, Rogue shoots him in the butt with more iron. He has it's, extra iron. It's mystique, okay, for I'm one. Sorry. And two... <laughs> I um, misplaced majority, my sexy Marvel characters. A majority <laughs> of your blood... Your, your red blood cells are made in your bone marrow. So, um, check and mate, it's even in your name. Bite me. They are made in and then distributed elsewhere. Mar red blood cells don't sit in bone marrow. That's but they're made there. We're splitting hairs. <laughs> if it's made there for a period of time, there is a high concentration of red blood cells in the marrow, meaning that is where most of the iron is going to be. Bite me. But if it's there for a period of time and it's just what's being created and it takes extra iron injected into the butt of a security guard for Magneto to pull any iron out, then there is no way, no way that the little bit of blood inside of bone marrow You you said it yourself. You've got extra biology. That means extra blood. I No, I just said nope. it is canon that I have two hearts, but not extra blood. It's canon. Wait, I want to I wanna weigh on this because I found some official internet answer. Um, I googled a series of things. One is Iron metal, two is blood iron metal, and um, I was redirected to https slash slash nickel j eleven dot i am a scientist dot org dot uk. Sounds legit. And they actually settled this uh, this debate back in twenty eleven um, that the iron in your blood is the metal. It's just very very trace amounts. And that's the iron in your blood, not the iron in your bone marrow. I can stab you in the throat with bones because you can't control them. I win. I win. I fucking win. No, you lose, sir. Well, it, you'll have a, you'll have a chance to respond after Andrew tells me nice 
things about this closing nope, statement. we're not on nice <laughs> things yet. We're still closing I, I, I wasn't going to say, I, I knew here's, what I was getting to. Here's the nice things about my closing statements. <laughs> yes. The idea that my thoughts or memories might not be my own, that the things that I think are real and the things that I perceive are actual, the, thing, the, the fact that if I for a second believe that those aren't real, what else is real? What's fake? What is a dream? What is reality? Um, these are the kinds of questions that if, you, if, you, if that starts to unravel, you will literally lose your sense of reality. Every superhero, I don't care how many bones they have. I don't care how much iron in their blood they have. Every superhero needs to know that they have powers. They need to know how to use their powers. And they need to remember that they, can actually, that they actually have powers to use. If I can make Magneto forget that he can, he can shape metal, he's just a hobbling old man with a helmet. He still has a helmet. But he doesn't he know really how to likes chess. He's really like yeah, chess he, yeah, every time uh, just, uh, uh, Professor X is wiped his He's memory. just a fun old man at the park playing chess. You know, if I can, if I can make, um, what's your name, Mallow? No, Maro. <laughs> Sorry. If I and can the make mean Mallow, bean machine takes if it. If I can make Mallow think that he's a clown, no. If I can make Maro forget that she has bone protrusions, she's she's just gonna think she's a normal girl. And that's it. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 let me me hear it. Let me hear it. Let's talk about bones more. I don't know that you can make me forget that I have bone protrusions. I said I can. Therefore, (laughs) (laughs) it's not Nintendo. Source me. Airtight logic. (laughs) Source me visited August 23rd, 2007, 2018. I didn't know what day it was. That's fine. I just, I have bone protrusions. I can either look yeah, over we know. At them and see we, them. We know that you have a lot of bone protrusions when you look at when you look at Maro because there's heard, a fine line heard, between fear and horniness with you. We, uh, we heard the word protrusions a, that is a, a lot. A bold. That's mean. You know, that's just mean. <laughs> no, we <laughs> don't even listen to him. So no, I want to point Andrew out we made it an hour. Monster earlier. We made it an hour and fourteen minutes into this recording before with full of a talking about a character with bone protrusions before anyone made a boner joke and i gotta say good job guys yeah that's that's really the effort here if we had the peewee's playhouse siren it'd be going off right now i'm so tired because every time i heard bone protrusions i had to turn off my microphone to giggle like a little (laughs) child and then turn it back on all right can i can i pass the ball to kyle now for his closing statement can we end end my suffering (laughs) so Think of the last time you weren't around any metal at all. It probably wasn't in your lifetime. I was in an open field, and I dropped my sword and my shield, and I put on my bow. Oh, sorry, that was Breath of the Wild. (laughs) Um, So, you know, even if you leave your phone at home and and check to make sure you you aren't wearing pants with a zipper and, and took all the change out of your pocket, there's still metal in... The foundations of buildings and sewer lines and power lines that run all across every inch of the developed world. Um, so you, you'd have to fall pretty far off the grid, living in a log cabin with, in the middle of nowhere, and you'd still have the iron in your blood, Matt. Blood. Um, blood. Not bone rip. marrow. Blood. <laughs> 
Um, and that and that iron in your blood can, will will betray you to my my magnetic mastery. Um, that's that's all I have to say. You are never safe. <laughs> well, now that we've done what I think is an important part of the podcast, but Andrew disagrees, let's do Andrew's favorite part of the podcast where you all get to say nice things about your horrifying and God-forsaken powers that you've given yourself to control the universe or the world. We'll say world, because I don't know if you can control your universe with some of this shit. So, yeah, I think that we all picked really good characters here. I mean, there is no denying that both the, the prospects of mind control and metal control are V-scary. Um, I really don't like Scarecrow because he was, he was a dude who he's, dressed like a scarecrow and squirted fear juice dude, onto people. He's, he's such wasted potential. It, exactly. I, I love, hate that character so much. Right? Like, that's, that is an amazing power. Yeah. Like, the power great of fear idea. and projected fear is great. Uh, it's really good, and it's yeah. really scary. Um, I mean, same with Magneto. Like, Magneto has proven time and time again. I'll never forget the first time watching the X-Men movie where he, like, zaps Wolverine T-posed up against the back oh, of the yeah. subway and starts to spread his claws in opposite mm-hmm. directions. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah. There, you know, the first two movies were pretty good, and that was definitely one of the better parts of those first two movies. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good job, guys. Totally. Yeah, I mean, Magneto is probably, if not my favorite, top three x-men i mean it god he's oh yeah and and i mean he's just like he's one of those like he's such a deep character and he's almost always written well Mm -hmm. excluding the last stand because that movie never happened (laughs) yeah um and and like he's he's got such a good character outside of his superpower but his superpower i mean i alluded to it earlier it's 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 funny because it's like something that was written in the 60s that was like oh this might be neat but as time progresses, it becomes more and more like you mentioned, like, you know, changing computer systems and stuff like nobody. The guys that wrote that never considered. That. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, there's some steel and stuff like whatever. But his his power actually becomes more relevant as time progresses and our society evolves, which is a really interesting concept um, compared to most. And then um, Maro, Maro is really interesting. I I mean, like most of the characters that Matt brings up, I've never heard of, but um that's really cool. I hated that little urchin guy. That's why I brought him up earlier. But <laughs> that is the first um, instance of that kind of power that I've seen that was actually interesting to me. So, yeah, great job, guys. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say anything super original here, but, um, yeah, Mero was, um, was very in the spirit and very much in the direction I was thinking of going to. Um you know she's it's a, she's a she's a Morlock, right? What lived in the sewers because they were too ugly to yep. live on the surface. Yep. Group of mutants, like just like super shocking imagery was is, is a great answer to the question. It's a great like terrifying, dangerous power. Like would, would when we were prepping for it, you asked the question, what would scare you know? the the clerk in aisle 11 at kroger and i think out of all of these if that suddenly manifested while you were checking out in the grocery line would be the most like would get the biggest reaction um unprovoked and like compared unprovoked. to ours yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um and 
and Andrew, the the idea of you know stripping a person down to nothing is terrifying. Um, just the idea that you can unmake someone because you can influence their brain in that way is is a great um, a great like application of those powers if you're looking at it from that way. And like it's a, a very very creative yeah. answer to the question. Thanks. So kudos. Yeah, I would I would like to add two things real quick. Um, thing one is that we Vance Dieseled it again. His name is Quill, not Urchin. It was Vincent Vincent Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> second off, just one more thing that I would like to add as a good thing for Magneto has been both Ian McClellan and Michael Fassbender. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. Just it's, portrayed yeah. by incredible actors. Uh, yeah. His his Michael Fassbender, the the scene where he like grabs the knife throws the knife drinks the beer like that's that, oh. that is that to me it's like the weakest application of his powers mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. just one of the coolest yeah just yeah. style points for days yeah mm-hmm. i i just also didn't get to bring up that marrow's in the mcu now kind of she and what is she in she cameos uh, in deadpool deadpool there, there is a cameo oh, over okay. in deadpool um, which I think a lot of people are are thinking is going to warp in after the Fox buyout. So I, yeah, because yeah. she was she was a member, became a member of X Force. Yeah, um, yeah, yep. Which so, like she she perfectly fits in line with like all the the degenerate heroes that would align themselves with Deadpool. Like, what's your power? I can spear. I can spear people with my bones. All right, you're in. Yeah, we we really need someone to to do a good job of digging into the X Men because there's so many good characters that aren't Wolverine and Storm. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, and like I I honestly liked X Men First Class. I know it was kind of a weak movie, and it mm. left a boatload of like canon plot holes, and they just ended up retconning a bunch of stuff. But yeah, it was cool to see more characters than just Wolverine. I had yeah. always heard that First Class was supposed to be a uh, Magneto origin story before they like decided to not yeah. go. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Hey, but that's, without, that's a conversation for another time. Without <laughs> getting too far into I gotta, it, the, I got to tell you guys, I took oh. um, I took the the debate this um, cricket ball and I okay, uh, that's five I, metaphors. I, <laughs> I threw it overarmed. <laughs> I threw it overarmed at the stump, which was at either end of the twenty-two yard area called a wicket. And you, I, uh, I you think... spent our whole our whole uh, good vibes portion looking up the rules to cricket. Oh my you? god! And I don't know anything. There's diagrams <laughs> and everything, and I don't know anything. Um. So no, I think I think you all did a really good job with this. If I would have thought up three powers of my own, it wouldn't have been. I think any of these. Um. You also did a good job of making them horrifying at like a micro and a macro level. Um. In varying degrees of horrifying. So hooray, we're dark. I, it's, <laughs> yeah, no, it made me feel things. Um, so I'm gonna, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll work my way through this. So, um, unfortunately, Kyle, I'm not giving it to your metal magneto powers. Um, I think, I think they're they're really really good. But um, one, when you said that he would like rearrange, you know, wires in a computer and in your phone, I don't think that you nor Magneto have a computer science degree to figure that out. Um, also, that's, also that's your hang up here. Also, no nope, point. Point number two, Kevlar, not metal. And point number three, Magneto was beat by Kelsey Grammer once. So I don't think that I go with Magneto and his metal powers today. Wait, you're you're holding, you're counting beat by Kelsey Grammer as 
a bad thing? I see that as the only person strong enough to beat him was acclaimed actor Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser did it. Um, oh, man. And so I, I was left with, with Matt and Andrew just because Matt is so horrifying on a micro level that, like, it is the definition of, like, Holy shit, what is that thing? Oh, it's chasing me. Oh god. Like that is that is that is pure horrifying to me. And then Andrew's um concept of making you forget your sense of self and everything you know is a lie. And um so even though I wanted to not vote for him, um I didn't want to give him the win because he tried to make a skip closing statements again. I'm going with Andrew. Damn it. it. Damn it. Um, and, worst, and, worst decision. Absolutely. You know, but I, I have to say, like, there's just this really, like, to not that we give second place trophies, but there's this really unsettling thought of of uh, Matt's character standing in front of the United Nations on a big screen and saying, oh, yeah, well, me and my spiky bones are coming after you. And knowing that out there there's one thing running around with big spiky bone protrusions, like, threatening the world. Like, to me, that's comical and horrifying. <laughs> so... That said, thanks for listening to Debate This, and follow along in the argument on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast, and let us know what you think, and if you have any other good sports metaphors. I'm Todd Thomas. I'm Matt Sideburns Cole. I'm Andrew Mutton Chops Henderson. And I'm Kyle Pencilfin Upper Lip Stash Harper. <laughs> Saying thanks for debating with us, and if you think we're wrong, then you can come fight us by the swing sex nerds. You said swing sex. <laughs> said swing swing sex. sex. I'm not fixing it. Take it to print. <laughs> <laughs>